welcome back. It's been a long time since the last time we were here. My name is Kalulu Atier. I'm a speech and language, language pathologist. Alisa Patterson, behavior analyst. And this is So of the Goal. goal. So, man, I know it's, it's, it's been a minute. It's, well, end of the year, beginning of the year. Uh-huh. The world's just crazy. The world is crazy. We're still here. And yep. we are still in special education and loving it. Uh, it <laughs> yes, you have to love it or yes. you're going to go crazy. <laughs> totally. <laughs> So today we're going to talk exactly about that. Um, as you know, like we are in education, in an environment, um, in a school environment, but we live in our small little world that's a special education. So we always talk about our world. And today we want to explain what do we mean and how do we see this world to be inside of the bigger educational world. So every school has um, the services and what is provided to all general, general education students. When a student requires a specific service because or any support, speech, behavior, research, occupational therapy, assistive technology, social skills, whatever you can think of right now, um, those uh, special education um, services start to divide like the educational track. Those mm -hmm. kids start to walk in a different line, I'd say. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. And it's because that they receive these services and supports that, again, that, that track, that it starts to divide, um, but it, it also interrupts their general education, like their access to general education Um, and we start to see, again, this divide between being a general education student and a special education student. They, it starts to run parallel um, because as soon as they start to you know, get pulled out for these services or people pushing in to provide these services, um, that again, they start to have this label. And now that they're no longer a general ed student, they might still be in a general education classroom, um, but they start to view this student differently. And having that label of you know, being a, a student with special needs or a student with special education, Um, and even just that, that language then starts to divide between being general ed and, and special ed. Totally. And the thing, I think that uh, what you said, it's just on point, like interrupting, like it is true. The life of that kid, not only he's struggling with something and now he's going to have the services, the student's going to have the services they need, but they are being pulled out. Everyone's mm -hmm. looking. Mm -hmm. pushed in someone did it by me and I'm the only one with someone and they start to feel like super conscious yeah and that's a that's that we talk about a lot about that like once you start they are conscious and that's gonna change whatever support they need mm -hmm. and how it's the thing that's how the student uh feel about their the supports they are receiving but how is the environment reacting to it yeah like I think that that's a big, big deal. And we, of course, have reactions that are uh, natural, like to look, to say something, to be practical and be like, you know what, you sit here, it's closer to the door for when you leave and stuff. Like all those things are natural, but then there's a post, like you can think about your reactions. 
-hmm. you have the natural ones and then you have the ones that you can think of in like in preparation to how do I want to what do I want to do to make the student feel not in different lines yeah they are all in the same one yeah with different supports because as much as we try to minimize that disruption, of it's course. still there. Yeah, and then it's we, like uh, service providers and the adults in the classroom or in charge of the student who are going to show how it's going to be. Mm-hmm. This is how it's going to be from, from now on. And that's what we, I think we want to touch on today, right? Yep, exactly. All right, so our topic talk for today, it's kind of a tongue twister, um, is going in that direction of looking at how, again, there are the two lines, there are the two sides of education, often going along parallel, um, the special education and our general education student. But what we want to see or talk about is how can we get them to, at times, intersect or to lessen that gap that they're running along parallel, um, trying to move them closer together so that it's not so much an isolation of, again, that general education student or their special education student and that gap is so wide. Um, So we look at that inclusion piece. Uh, What is, again, that soul of the goal of inclusion Um, Not just for our students with special needs, but what is the soul of the goal for general education students? And again, still looking at it through the lens of, although they might be a student with special needs, they're still a general education student. So how is it that we can, again, looking at that that global picture, um, the soul of the goal for each one of those students individually? Each student, regardless of their disability, should have opportunities to promote their development and have access to the same opportunities. We want all of our students to live their best lives. And that's totally it. Like, we're, like, I think that we all acknowledge, like, it's not easy. Like, yeah, we can talk about, like, a student that has, like, issues learning at the same pace and that kid maybe is not going to, the other kids are not going to notice. Mm-hmm. necessarily that the student has got like they do notice that they are going out in and out from of the classroom and stuff and maybe the difference is not going to be that much mm-hmm. but anyways everyone is understanding something that this student is not yeah and that's their life and it's fine but how are we providing an environment that as you said let's let them live their best lives like I'm at school and I feel comfortable Mm -hmm. and no one cares and I don't care. I just go where I need to be uh, successful. Yes. And that's how I think that that's how we all should see it. Like, oh, this student is leaving or this service provider is knocking at my door. But, and of course, and I, I try not to knock. (laughs) <laughs> but <laughs> and it might be I just nice. open the door. I, I just, just if, I do. If, I just if I have a key, I just yeah, I just I open have, the door. I do have one. I have a master's. <laughs> but uh what I mean is like if you are able even in the rush of the day and someone comes in out, someone seated there and observing or whatever, you can put your mind to the like this is all for this kid to be successful. Mm-hmm. Because some kids are going to be successful just what it's there with what's there in the general general education environment but some kids need us yes 
So, yeah, I think that that's the soul of our goal. I totally agree with you. Like, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter what kind of disability they have, uh, the opportunities and mm-hmm. our efforts to promote their uh, development mm-hmm. have to be the same for everyone. So, yeah, maybe some students are going to take us, are going to, um, imp- like, be more effort from us, from others. Yeah. Than other students, but nevertheless. Yeah. So how? How how do we promote, accomplish inclusion? Um, really, there's, again, lots of little ways. I know, in, you know, during IEP meetings, individualized education plans, because <laughs> you're new. Um, we talk about, you know, what are those opportunities that our students with special needs can have access to? You know, things like, if they're already in a general education setting, you know, they're already at least able to spend a majority of their day within. Yeah, with peers and, yeah. uh, And then we're just mindful as service providers to not pull out during, you know, social opportunities, core academics. It is what it is when it has to, especially with scheduling (laughs) and as your caseload starts to grow and you're... Oh, we could make a whole episode on scheduling. I know, right? (laughs) Yes. Right? Um... (laughs) But for those that might be in a special day class, what are those opportunities that they can access to help promote that inclusion? Yeah. To get them felt like they're included, not just in this special day class, but as a school overall. Yeah. And I feel like, uh, for instance, like you you said uh, special day classes, uh, how are they being included? And that's, I think, the line that goes the gap is the biggest. Like yes. that was that goes in a parallel line that some kids don't even see around school. So That's because true. if my the special day class is sixth grade, the first graders are not gonna see them. <laughs> they have different schedules for recess, lunch, so they don't see each other. Yeah. But then when we ha- are in our individualized education uh, planning program planning in our meetings, um, we do talk about in, uh, when are they being included with. Uh, peers they're same age with uh, different uh, abilities and different communication opportunities and we said for instance lunch mm-hmm. and we're like oh yeah check they are going for lunch mm-hmm. but are they in a different corner they're at a different table are they asking for their food or the food is coming to them mm-hmm. and i know everyone has different like skills i know mo- a lot of my students can- are not able to ask for their food and that's fine I'm just meaning, what's the effort we're doing? Mm-hmm. Like, what are we as school yeah. and we as service providers and the teachers? And what are we doing to make it the most inclusive possible? Like, I'm, again, not going against, like, if the kids are not able to share. It's, yeah. And they are, this is a thing with us. We are at an elementary school setting. So our kids are not, like, they're just at the beginning of their journey. So yes. we know they're not ready to be. But even in high school, we can say, yeah, are they going at a different time? Are they going on their own? Are they going, like, is someone looking at them all the time? That's mm-hmm. not high school. Yeah. Or all of, like, the other students. Yeah. That's what I mean. I'm not trying to point fingers to anyone. I'm just saying, like, are we thinking, like, we are saying, like, oh, yeah, we are including in Reese's. Mm-hmm. Are they doing Reese's in the same place as everyone else? Mm-hmm. Like, that's the question. Probably, yes. 
Yeah. If not, we wouldn't be saying it. Well, even during like lunchtime and recess, you know, those are typically the ones like, yep, they're, they're with their gen ed peers. But really that inclusion piece is how much of that interaction are they having? So at lunchtime, like for those that are capable of doing so, being able to, and again, I guess another disclaimer, you know, Pre, post, COVID, <laughs> yeah, all those course. restrictions. When we could mix cohorts we, and yeah, all that kind of stuff <laughs> for sure. Um, going and sitting at a table with another third grade classroom, and and yeah, you might be limited in your verbal skills, but you might be very social and have lots of nonverbal language. Being able to go and and sit with those peers and just being a part of that group. That, I mean, those are your like peers. So even just those little opportunities of, you know, going and playing tag. And I know tag is prohibited at certain sites and not at (laughs) others. My goodness, let them play tag. All these restrictions. But, I mean, for a lot of our kids, tag is a game that they can play. You don't have to say anything. No, and it's easy. It's easy. You run effect. You touch. Yeah. Cause effect. Cause effect. You run, you touch. (laughs) Yeah, and even, like, for different instances, like, um, and an assembly, like, the assembly start at 8.35, and the kids are in the classroom at 8.30. Yeah, but general education kids, again, talking about the one, the line that's more, like, the farthest away, like, special day class, it, ta- it takes them, like, 15 minutes to walk to where the assembly is. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, maybe we could wait. Or yeah. maybe we could, some people could come and help us move from early in the morning. Or, I don't know, not saying anything, like, it's just thoughts. Like, that could be a, a, an opportunity. Mm-hmm. Awesome that they are going, but mm-hmm. maybe, I don't know. Yeah. We can start walking earlier. Or, <laughs> who knows, like, we have to accommodate. Right. But even um, another uh, another option is looking at, you know, peer buddies. So again, our, our students, you know, might be working on being able to have an interaction, but to have somebody that they can count on, like that, the peer liaison, you know, <laughs> that it's not adult driven to say like, hey, go say hi to that, you know, hi to that student over there. But that the peer buddy recognizes that they've assumed this role um of of helping that student be included interactive um another thought that i had is just a really easy quick way again for our students to feel included within the whole general education campus is other teachers other students other staff Saying hello. Yeah. Hi. Hi. Yeah. Bye. How are you doing? It's true. Yeah. And you know what? Um, Yeah. If we, if we think about our, again, special day class classes, that might be like such a good one. But then we do have students that are like more hiding in between the general education. Uh And those kids struggle the same with this parallel line, I feel. Yeah. Sometimes, like, oh, yeah, because in the morning, someone's going to come and sit with me, mm-hmm. and then in the afternoon, and then I'm the the classmate that has someone their side the whole time. And I, again, I have students that 
thrive with the attention. Like that's yeah. their world. Like I'm this popular kid because I have people around me. Yeah. And then I have kids that are like, well, I don't like being called, and I see myself even today. Going to grab a sixth grader and he being like super mad that I show at his door and I was like, well, you are twelve years old, you know your schedule. If you don't come, I have to come. <laughs> like I cannot like I, I waited for I don't know five minutes. Yep, <laughs> we have times and he was like, oh, you're right. I'm sorry and it's fine. Yeah, like I'm okay with it. But then they don't like that's like they don't want to be pointed out. Mm -hmm. And how are we helping that? Because. Yeah, you're right. But what if everyone says hi to this particular kid? <laughs> yeah. So that is um, yeah. another thing too. Yeah. So we're not saying that we have the answers. I think I think that we have thoughts on it. Yeah. <laughs> like on everything. If it, if anything, it's you know again we don't have the answers, but we at least you know having that discussion and and being able to take it back to you know your school sites, your you know programs, your service providers. To really think about and talk about what are those opportunities that your student, your learner, your your child can access those inclusion opportunities. Totally. And I feel like um, the school culture you guys have here in the States or as far as I've seen in our district on the side I work, uh, it allows to, they like... There's a conscious, like, everyone tries not to be pointing out the student, like, there's mm. no out loud punishing, there's, like, you're tardy, so you're like, oh, I thought I was, I was gonna miss you today, I'm glad, like, no one's like, oh, you're late. Yeah. Like, and I feel like that mindset helps. We're not there in the inclusion path, I feel, mm -hmm. but at least the mindset of we don't want to be pointing people out. Yeah. And that's something that's not super common in... Where I come from, so uh, it's good. I feel in every like in every way, like yeah. not only with special education kids in every in every uh, thing, but uh, I think that the the journey is long, but yeah, the seats are there. Yeah, I feel. Well, then, Kalu, can I ask? Go. <laughs> what might be the reverse benefits, and what I mean by that is general education. What are their benefits to Having inclusion? Art. So if you have one of my kids, you're lucky. No, it's because <laughs> I love all my students. <laughs> if you ask me, I'm going to be like, oh, they're the luckiest classroom in the world. They have you. But um, yep. uh, I think that it's important. I feel like if you're never exposed, and this is, again, I, I don't want to talk about how it works in countries like mine, mm -hmm. uh, Chilean, if you don't remember. <laughs> but um, it's not common that a school has a special day class included or kids were not like with visible special needs mm -hmm. in the classrooms. So when you are not exposed, what's going to be your reaction? I feel like it helps them normalize. Yeah, I, I feel that's one of the benefits. And then there's a lot of things that a kid with a normal, typical brain would not think. And a kid with autism, with uh, in their way to think, they would be like, oh, this uh, book we're reading, this story, I see it like this. Yeah. And boom, that's a whole point of view that you would never have if you don't have a special needs kid in yeah. your classroom. I feel. Yeah. I don't know. I think there's uh, it's beneficial to be with people that's, think and act 
and communicate and are different than you. Yeah. And for me, that's huge. Yeah. Huge. It's it's a learning opportunity for them. You know, one of the things that I used to do at the previous site was an acceptance and inclusion um, type of discussion for general education classes. And I talked a lot about what are those similarities between the two the two students like yeah do you like to ride your bike yeah I like to ride your bike well guess what my students like to ride their bikes too do you like to watch Minecraft or play Minecraft whatever well guess what <laughs> both. they do both. guess what my students do too yeah. so really highlighting what are those similarities that they have like you know if if you're in a third grade classroom guess what my third grader likes something similar you yeah. know they like pizza too so really highlighting what are those similarities but then also being open to discussing what are those differences. Totally. So totally. I don't I don't think that the answer is not uh, not acknowledging that mm-hmm. the kid is quote different. Yeah. For me it's like because I I do feel like a benefit is more uh, compassion, acceptance, like the mm-hmm. way you interact with others for the rest of your life. I'm yes. not like I don't think this is limited to the grade you shared with someone. Yes. But I don't want to say it in a way that sounds like, oh, this kid with no uh, special education supports, he's more compassive mm-hmm. and he looks down to the others. So he's compassionate to them. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying that I feel like the benefit is being compassionate overall. Yeah. That's what you learn. I don't, I don't want to put it in a way that, oh, now I know how to treat people with special needs. No, you know how to treat people then. Period. That, yeah, that's it. And I feel like um, that's something that our world, uh, it's what our world have to give. Yeah. Okay, this is how you do it. And I feel like that's uh, one of the ways, at least the way I'm built. Uh, My students from every, like all my special education students, I treat them like, and they know this, like... The example I was given, don't come for me. I was like, well, come on time. And I'm like, I'm not going to stop. And that does not mean that I don't care about your disability or your struggle or like, I'm here to support you. That's why I'm pulling you out. Yeah. But don't, I'm not going to be talking to you like, oh, I'm sorry, buddy. Were you embarrassed? Like, I acknowledge that you're a 12 year old kid. Yes. That knows what they are supposed to do Tuesdays at this time. Yeah. So if you don't remember, I'll come and I'm sorry you feel like that. I'm not gonna treat you different to my other students because you struggle with, I don't know, the wanting to be not wanting to be seen. Yeah. Because we're working towards, I don't care to be seen. Uh huh. <laughs> so I think that's uh, a big piece of it. Yeah. What about the potential harmful effects of general education students having a more inclusive environment of those with disabilities? Hmm. I don't think there's harmful I know that people think that there are harmful effects. I don't agree. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. I, I mean, if like, I'm honest. I'm not trying to sell, like, yeah. a special ed or whatever. What? That uh, maybe your the classroom of your kid's going to be louder because one of the students have, I don't know, ticks mm-hmm. and they cannot stop yelling? Yeah. What's, what's with that? Yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry for your kid. Uh-huh. But I'm I don't think that that's harmful or it's going to like I I don't want to say that it's 
like a perfect environment to learn one with a kid that yells uh-huh. but i don't think that your the other kids are not going to learn I, i i have kind of a good example and i know you know not necessarily a case discussion no but to go along with that because this this year i actually have a lot more general education student referrals and a lot of it is uh oh well they're disruptive oh they're disruptive And and, well, they're disrupting the learning of other students. And uh, I have a student that he'll blurt things out. (laughs) Sometimes he'll blurt like the answer or he'll blurt out, I need a drink of water or those sorts of things. Or sometimes inappropriate comments that I will not disclose. But in, in kind of hearing you talk about the classroom environment you know having a student that might be disruptive i how many meetings are you in that people raise their hand to talk <laughs> yeah totally right totally i mean i'm i and i'm guilty of it too because guess what when i do raise my hand no one how <laughs> long does it take for someone to say yes elisa what do you have to input like and the topic is already gone yeah <laughs> yes. i, I That's such a good example because for me, it's like I I totally understand a mom from their first child in school worried about my kid gets this, got distracted because these students blurbing like the answers or whatever, yeah. one water, inappropriate things, whatever. Yeah. And I don't want to say that that concern is not valid because mm-hmm. it is. But it's so important for those moms to learn what their kids are learning right now is that that friend of mine, he struggles. Well, I, mm-hmm. I'm going to need a little more effort to concentrate and get what they're saying, but I don't struggle. I get it anyways. Mm-hmm. It's harder, but mm-hmm. I'm going to get it in that same lesson. Mm-hmm. My friend's going to need three, three other sessions of this lesson. I don't know, adding whatever. Yeah. Because he's being or distracted with their own like movements or whatever they cannot control whilst uh so and then he's going to go to resource for help and then he's going to ask speech i don't get it i don't get what they're saying and then so this kid yeah he got distracted yeah he told at home like oh my mom it was so so hard i couldn't here i mm-hmm. i continually got distracted by this kid and i understand mom's concern mm-hmm. but the kid he got it in the first lesson anyways yeah it was hard and yeah. that's i'm sorry but he got it but he got it and then our friend he got it too mm-hmm. but i only am putting a mom's other moms on the mindset of the moms of this kid he yeah. got it but it took four supports and three sessions to get it Yeah. And they at the end of the day, they both know how to add. Yeah. So what was the harmful effect for the kid that has now does not need supports? Mm-hmm. He got distracted. Yeah. For a minute. For a minute. Yeah. <laughs> and then he learned to be compassive with his friend. Yeah. To be like to acknowledge like uh that he put effort and he got it too. To be happy for his friend. Yeah. And you know what? strategies to get attention back again yeah <laughs> that too you know what i'm good at getting my attention back because i had someone <laughs> yelling every day so yeah. now i know how to get back to my task yep and building I, skills building totally. skills. and again not saying that the concerns of another parent are not valid or yeah. less important than 
the special education ones, mm -hmm. but in perspective on reality, on how these things work, yeah. your kid learned what he was supposed to. Yep. So there's no issue. Always the big picture. Yes. I love it. All right, so for our gossip case talk, case discussion, again, looking at, you know, inclusion and, um, you know, not just looking at inclusion at the perspective of the students, you know, we don't want it to just land, fall on the responsibility of the students. Um, you know, and teaching them and praising them, you know, how to be inclusive models, you know, for their students with special needs. Um, but also putting that responsibility on the head, the lead, the, the teacher. How are they modeling for their students inclusive behaviors? Yeah, totally. I feel like we as adults, we have a huge responsibility on this. Mm -hmm. like yeah our kids are learning well our kids both ways like our kids in general education and our kids with struggles they are both learning mm -hmm. but it depends on us how yeah. we react like the reactions we're gonna have to different situations that are um, occurring because of some special needs around us or some supports needed in the moment how are we reacting it's gonna show our students how it's supposed to be done, mm -hmm. I think. Yeah. I like how you, 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 you framed it like that because it is our, like, response to things, you know, just like a, a little baby if, you know, if yeah. they fall down. Baby's, and baby's crying on an airplane. Like let's, like, let's give that example so it's not all, like, as we always said, everything goes to everyday life. Mm -hmm. So a baby's crying in an air, in an airplane. No one likes it. No, no. one likes it. No. Hear me. My travel home is 20 hours. No one likes it. <laughs> but um but how you react is going to show others how it's the appropriate way to react. Like if you were uh at least if you were with your kids in a plane and you were like oh the baby and then I don't know what and hey can you move me? Can you change seats with me or whatever? That's how your kids are going to be. Yeah. And that's what they learn. And it's, you cannot blame them. They are rude with a baby crying. You cannot blame it, blame it on them. Yeah. You're going to be like, oh, these kids are so rude. No. Like, that's mm -hmm. what they've seen. And goes the same, like, backwards, of course, if you are, like, understanding and you, even if it's not nice, it's a baby crying. It's nothing so weird. Like, babies cry. Yeah. And I'm sorry you don't like it. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm yeah. like, your kids are going to be like, oh, I don't like it, but that's it. It is what it is. Mm -hmm. I was a baby crying at some point, too. Yep. So, um, goes the same way in the general education environment, especially. Like, in a special day class, everyone struggles. So, it's the inclusion portion is different in the classroom. Yeah. But if a student's being pulled out from a fifth grade general education classroom, and the teachers making faces or saying like, oh, they came again. Or just putting the kid close to the door so you don't interrupt. Or what are mm -hmm. what are those teachers showing to their kids? That student, even just like 
the phrases, the words yeah. attached to it, like oh, all yeah. of that influences. And even like, and I'm not saying this to be like, criti- like to critique like teachers or ways, like everyone goes, um, some reactions are natural. Yeah. Like, yeah, you are, your brain is in your class and you're doing your lesson and someone calls on the phone and be like, ha, your student's late, which will be me, probably. Yeah. <laughs> ha, hello, remember that we had an agreement and your student's late. And, I, and of course, that breaks where your mind was mm-hmm. and what you, where your lesson was. And yeah, you can have a natural reaction of, like, yeah. that soul, like, you. Because then your student, the one that is in special education and the one that's not, they both see going to receive support, mm-hmm. mess with my classroom. And okay, you could not. But if you are conscious of it, you are totally, totally able to work on it and change it. Mm-hmm. And that would mean could mean the world for a student. Whilst for you, it's only, I shouldn't say, ah, when mm-hmm. someone calls. Which is nothing. Yeah. <laughs> like, and I am someone to be, like, easily annoyed <laughs> by stuff going on in my way. <laughs> like, <laughs> but one reaction changes all. Yeah. And you can change someone's world. And, yeah, I feel like it's, that's the case. So, yeah. how has this been good? Like, let's go with examples of good inclusion. No. <laughs> well, disclaimer, our kids are babies still in the inclusion world. So sadly, opportunities when our kids are ready to be included totally mm-hmm. and teachers uh, being like dealing with a lot of stuff. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's that middle point. They are young. Yeah. But... Um, so we don't necessarily have great examples of this, but it doesn't mean that it is, it isn't happening. Yeah. We do have good examples. Like I'm not saying that no one's doing it or anything mm-hmm. just to be clear. It, it just hasn't happened, uh, as frequently or the quality that would be impactful. So, you know, it, 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 it's happening out there, but you know, those, those examples that really just kind of stick out. Yeah. It's kind of hard because it's really just kind of sprinkled in a little bit. Yeah. Or it's moments. Like I know I have teachers that are like super good at some things like, but then in the next thing they are like, they feel like, Oh, they are not going to be make a big fuss about going to speech, but then they make a big fuss about having to give me information for an IP. I don't know, like, yeah. and it's like, come on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you were doing so good. And it's like, and, and again, not saying that I am the most inclusive all the time. Like for sure, I can think on examples of times where I've been like, oops. Yeah. That was not helpful. Yeah. Not meaning the kid, not the example I gave before. That was a good one. Yeah. <laughs> that kid needs to be treated normally. Yeah. Just uh, to put it out there. <laughs> yeah. But what about the not so good? The not so good. So I have a few examples and again, when we say not so good and this is the disclaimer, we are not trying to say like, oh, this is all perfectable and it, like it is. And we don't take it as, oh, everything is ruined and doomed and no one cares about our students. No, I'm just saying it's like the small, our small things 
that we can totally say, you know what, these we could do better. Yeah. Like, I have one example, which is um, some of my classrooms are seated at the assemblies. Mm -hmm. And they get a prize for attendance. Uh And every grade has a prize. So it's a competition between same grade classrooms. So uh, sixth grade wins, go for the prize. Second grade wins, goes for their prize. And when they call for the special day classrooms for the winner, there's no prize. And they are there. And it's silly because maybe they don't understand what the prize means. Yeah. They don't even see what the others are getting or... It's the, it's for us adults, I think. Like, maybe my yeah. kids are not even paying attention. But for me, it's like, <gasps> they got a prize, but there's no prize for them. Ugh. And um, it's such a small thing. And I yeah. think that that's the reason no one has done anything about it. It's because it's such a, that no one cares. Yeah. I'm not kidding. But for yeah. us, it's like, oh, they were even called. They were called. Yeah. Or it's the same. Like, they said... Third graders, birthdays of the week. And they go classroom by classroom. Yeah. But they don't name the third graders from special day classrooms with the third graders. They name them with special day classroom. Oh. You see? Okay, yeah. It's that, it's, again, my students, I don't even know if they know what grade are they. Yeah. <laughs> they are right now. Yeah. It's what, uh, it's just an example of th- something I thought for yeah. this discussion, actually. Well, and it goes back to, again, that, that parallel road. Yeah. You know, those tracks. You are being celebrated. Yeah. By in a parallel line. Yes. Exactly. You are totally right. Yep. And it's the modeling. Yeah. You're See? showing others, like, this is all, and this is SPED. Yeah. <laughs> SPED being us, our yeah. world of special education, mm-hmm. Jeanette being general education, that's you're going to see on the title if you're still wondering at this point of the episode. <laughs> and then I have another um, example I, w- I would like to share because that took Alice and me to, into a reflection that um, a few weeks ago. Um, so uh, we, ha- we shared this student um, and he was going to PE, physical education, with, uh, he was from a special day classroom and he was going to with uh, a say sixth grade general education classroom to physical education. He loved it. That was loved it. the moment of the week. Uh, I am all for it. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's have my students here. It was two of our students at that point mm-hmm. going. What is the point there? What they were doing was not what they were going to do like they were doing they were doing something special because they have guests mm. and every kid like all the kids were doing it in a way that our kids could participate and i appreciate that so much mm-hmm. but there's a difference between including and inviting that is so important Yes, it's important for our kids to be invited to participate with friends. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's what's happening. And I still, oh, I would love that to continue to happen. Because kids play ball and they want to invite our special day class uh, kids. And they cannot play ball like the others. So they plan a whole game around how can we invite them and include them in the game. Mm-hmm. Which is not the same to include them in the instruction of physical education. Mm-hmm. Which I think was not happening. 
Mm-hmm. So the idea that was around like, oh, they are coming to my PE class whilst it was more of an invite to participate in a game created for them to participate. Yes. Which, again, please keep yes. doing. If you get any ideas of things that you can invite our students, please do. Mm-hmm. We'll be happy to have them there. I'm just trying to make the difference between what means to include and to invite. Yeah. And I think that that's um, an example of a concept that was misunderstood at the time. Yep. Love it. All right. Well, that's it for today. Woohoo. We yeah. did it. Good good discussion. I yeah. loved it. I and loved thank it. you all for hanging with us, listening, joining us after a long uh break. Delay. Kind of. Yeah, delay. delay. I'll say delay. Um and so of course we leave you with some nuggets to think about outside of this podcast. Um so thinking about the, again that inclusion piece. How are we being inclusive with others? You know, we all have our struggles. You know, a, a big push right now is, you know, mental health struggles and something that you can't see, but that it impacts. It's, it's totally. Um, so in, in looking at it like that, the next time you encounter a situation and somebody that's struggling, you know, or even yourself, family members, whatever, how are you providing supports for that individual? Um, how are you accepting of, of those struggles for that individual? Um, and how are you accommodating and understanding? So again, how are you including those um, so that we all can just live our best lives Yay! <laughs> and of course, that's the soul of our goals. <laughs> yes! Yes. All right. Well, thank you so much. Join us next time for Soul, soul of, of the, the Goal. goal. Bye. Bye.